0: For those who know what's right, for those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms or studios, their best friend's garage or basement, for those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters, For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This. Is. Bass. Agenda. Agenda.
1: Hello, this is the hacker and you're listening to Base Agenda Radio.
0: Hi, how you doing? Welcome to Base Agenda. Hope you're doing well, hope you're feeling good, and if you're not, we're going to try and make you feel good with three hours of great music and chat with one of France's finest electronic producers, DJ, label owner, Michel Amato, aka The Hacker, he's our guest this week, spoke to him last month, most of that conversation's in this uh, show, along with a huge amount of music, the interview was actually done in two parts, uh, mainly because the uh, the news that Richard H. Kirk had died came in a few days after we had our first conversation and the hacker, like many people, is hugely influenced by his work the work of Cabaret Voltaire so we went back and recorded a section on that as well so we were paying tribute to Richard H. Kirk by playing some of his music a bit later on Other than that, usual story connecting the dots between the past, present and future all through the lens of a great artist Enjoy the show Lots of good stuff coming up Time to get into the interview with the hacker. I spoke to him a day after he'd uh, got back from playing the Dimensions Festival over in Croatia, and that's where we pick up the conversation. Yeah, I saw that on uh, your Instagram. Yeah, how was it, man?
1: It was good. It was good. It was, uh, so I played uh, for the Pinkman uh Showcase mm. the label from uh, Rotterdam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it was uh, Chris Baha, uh, Marsman, the, the boss of Pinkman, and mm-hmm. uh, Loki, and uh, other people. And it, yeah, it was really cool. It was the last day oh, cool. of the festival, so it was a little bit more quiet. Not, yeah. But the location is amazing. Mm. Close to the seat. Cool. Uh, Croatia. Yeah, yeah. I, I never really realized how how beautiful was uh, Croatia. Like I played there like 15 times, but yeah, uh, for, the first, <laughs> yeah uh, for the first time, uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking of uh, my next holidays uh, next year, maybe Croatia. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. No, good man. So that must be how many how many uh, live gigs have you managed to do? This this year, I guess you only probably started a couple of months ago.
1: Yeah, it's it it started started again uh, beginning of July. Mm-hmm. So I played uh, in uh, in Lyon and Paris in France, like okay. uh, open air uh, events. Yeah, and then, yeah. then uh, slowly I start uh, I started to have requests to play, and mainly in uh, Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay. I was in Croatia, I played also in Poland, in Lithuania, uh, mm-hmm. Switzerland, which is not so east, but east from where I live, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. and then uh, and next, uh, I'm going to play in Romania, maybe in Russia also, so it's coming back, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know if funny is the right word, but it's mainly east, Eastern Europe mm-hmm. uh, and France. Right now, the situation in France is that there is a lot of open-air festival because it's still summer. But yeah, yeah. clubs are open. Clubs mm. are allowed to be open. But mm. I don't know. Um, so far, I don't have any requests. I have a request for in November, but it's not a club. It's a big warehouse. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And are, you, are people expected to, sh- to prove that they've had... vaccine before they can go to a club yeah that's that's
1: yeah yeah Uh, actually i did it everywhere uh in poland uh in uh, lithuania everywhere you have to show your your code your QR code you know this vaccine thing yeah yeah and And i was playing in a club in poland it was the first Mm. time i think it was like three weeks ago Mm-hmm. something like that and it was the first time that I play again in a closed uh, space yeah so man. I, I went to this club it was like downstairs like a kind of bunker or something and it was yeah. very hot mm-hmm. sweaty and very like smoke and I was playing mm-hmm. and I was like if I don't get COVID here I will <laughs> you know <laughs> it's the best place to to yeah to, to so have if you, su- because, if you like, survive- the feeling yeah, yeah. was like low. Uh, yeah, yeah, low. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, this is it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah,
0: yeah. everything is so fine. You survive, if you survive that, you can survive
1: anything. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy times. It's, it's good to see people get into play again. I think a lot of I was, of all, I was
1: all nervous, like a beginner, you know. When I when I the first, oh, yeah. the, those gigs, I, because it's like one year and a half without touring. Mm. So all the things that I was doing, uh, uh, like a robot, you know, like uh, boarding pass, flying, uh, yeah, yeah. my, you know, preparing my set, checking the music, blah blah blah. Mm. I was all like panics, like, am I on time? Uh, w- uh, where is the airport? Uh, <laughs> you know, <right? laughs> and what yeah. do I play? What do I do? I play fast or not fast? It was like mm. like, like starting all over again. So yeah. yeah. So, but things come back yeah. very fast. I was yeah. gonna
0: say your your muscle memory soon, yeah, yeah. soon comes back, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Wow, no, that's crazy, man. Yeah, no, it's nice to get back out there. Yeah. And how has lo- lockdown been for you? I mean, I think it's been a very creative time for some people.
1: Um, at the beginning, for me, it was not. I have to be, no. so it was like a year and a half ago. The lockdown in France, in France mm. started uh, April and May, Last year, Mm -hmm. but like hardcore, everything Mm, was closed. We Mm. had to stay inside. The the only we could only go out. If you think about it, it's crazy now. We were, you know, we were some perspective. Mm. It was like a science fiction Mm. movie. So the only thing we were allowed to do is like to go and buy some food. You know, yeah. um, and during, during that time, my girlfriend, she's living in Paris. She was living mm. in Paris at that time. So she joined me. So we spent the lockdown together. And okay. um, I have to be honest, those two months of lockdown, I didn't do anything. I, mm. I had no idea. I, had, I was really like, I don't know. It was a strange period. For me, I, mm. I took... The, this thing some with like some kind of holidays I'm sorry to say that but I was like okay let's yeah,
2: yeah.
1: let's try to make the best out of this situation
2: mm.
1: but I had no musical ideas but then it, and then the summer came also I was not really into I did one remix I had a remix to do for Soft Cell actually uh, oh. it, it's not out yeah. yet um, so mm. I did this but then Around September, like uh, inspiration came back. And mm. last winter, I did a lot of things a lot of things, right. a lot of remixes, new tracks. We finished the album with uh, Miss Kitten, mm. the new album mm. coming. Uh, cool. uh, we did the mix, we did everything. Uh, and I did a lot of tracks. I'm going to mm. release a mini, uh, um, it's, it's like six tracks. So it's a kind of mini LP on uh, Pink Man. So I think it will be out okay. this winter. Anyway, I'm 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 not ai I'm I'm summer for me is not a uh, is not very a very creative period. I always mm. work okay. uh, more and better during winter and, and autumn and winter. For me, it's more yeah, yeah. inspiring. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm outside having a drink. That's what I'm going to do when we finish.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. It's it's 30 31 degrees here, which is very unusual. So,
1: yeah, it's got, same here. Same
0: here. It's very very. I've warm. got a beer chilling in the yes. fridge for. Often. <laughs> We've selected some tracks which should be really nice to talk about. But I'm, I'm aware from your recent uh, compilation, the Interzone compilation, yeah. and obviously DJ
1: Mag, that this is quite a big
0: year for Zone. Is it? Is it ten years this year or last year?
1: Uh, it's uh, actually it's a little bit more. <laughs> we don't really remember exactly when we started. I think it was 2009, technically. Okay. To be exact to be. Correct, but uh, yeah. it's more or less ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and no, it's I, had, really I cool. had this idea. I have to. I take all the credit. It's my idea for, <laughs> to do this compilation. I wanted to do one since <laughs> a long time, and then we were like with so David and Alex who run the label with me. Mike mm. Gazzafirstein is, is is not so. It was very involved at the beginning. Mm. Now not so much, but he always have. Of course we, we we tell him what we do, and he listened to the tracks and everything. Mm. but that was yeah my idea and I, I was like nobody's touring people have time to make music, the uh, yeah. uh, DJs and uh, producers, so let's ask them to do something uh, for us and uh, and that's how it started and I um, yeah mm. we we put a lot of not a lot, but we put some money in it to do promotion to buy adverts in mm. an magazine and stuff like that, and so far we uh, I'm really pleased and happy with the results.
0: I'm going to take a quick listen to a couple of tracks from that compilation we've just been talking about. First up here, we've got uh, the Hackers Own track, a track called Nanotechnology, and after this, we're going to slip into uh, Jensen Interceptor and Chris Baha nice ebm tinged electro track called out there on the ice
3: This is Jensen Interceptor and you're listening to Base Agenda.
0: it's digital only
1: is that right or yeah so yeah Hmm. we were uh, a lot of tracks yeah it's a lot of tracks uh, but we got so many feedback from people on instagram and facebook like asking for a a double vinyl like we were like Hmm. we should have should have done it but it's it's like i don't remember exactly like 16 tracks i think or 15 yeah, yeah. I can't... We, it's it's very expensive, first. It, it, and it will be... A double is not enough. It will be like four. Uh, if you, yeah, yeah. And everything. And now... And the pressing times at the, the moment are really, really bad. Really bad. It, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. So if we want to do it, it will be out. I mean, maybe in, in two years, you know, so... or not two years but like a year easy
0: yeah so you'll be celebrating your 10th anniversary in like 12
1: years (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry but yeah I don't think there will be a vinyl version of the compilation but we never know we we will see maybe we will do a special EP I would like to have a you know to have an object to physical yeah that's object.
0: that's always that's always nice but I mean I've had you know the the bots thing that uh, thank you for being on that by the way yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I've had people ask me if there's going to be a sort of vinyl related so I'm like well no. it's 137 tracks <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think I could lift it <laughs> Yeah, no, no no it's no no, no it's too complicated yeah. but you know some people are very purist about this this thing aren't they?
1: So, I'm not not anymore no no I was but uh Mm. So, uh, I, think, I think it was Jeff Mills and Laurent Garnier. Also, they more or less said the same thing. Mm. Been, what is important is the music in the end. Yeah. So, of course, it's a, a vinyl. It's a beautiful object. You have a an cover and everything. Mm. But, um, yeah, for a label, it's expensive. And uh, uh, yeah. uh, sometimes you don't make any money. Most of the time, you don't make any money for a label, a small label. Yeah you make if you yeah. like zero it's cool you know mm.
0: but it takes uh, a long time to get the money back as well i think yeah, it's very yeah. slow and very i know that
1: I, i'm into this i don't like to call it business but i'm into this thing since like more than 20 years and i know like getting mm. back the money is like is <laughs> yeah. like a yeah. nightmare yeah. So yeah
0: and the thing is if you're in a club or at a festival you don't know whether it's on vinyl or digital you're just dancing to it if you feel it yeah. you? So. and me I remember
1: that clearly the day I, I, I decided to stop playing vinyl and mm. it, invo- it involves our friend Dave Clark <laughs> it's uh. not his fault but we were I don't <laughs> know if you remember but we were playing in a big festival in the north of Spain mm. and uh, I was still playing with vinyl it was like 2000 or 2009, something like that. And okay. I was still playing with Vinyl, and um, it was a huge, very big stage. And um, mm. there was so much a, like vibration, like rumble, is it the right word? Rumble, like the stage was yeah. shaking with bass. Mm, yeah, yeah. I couldn't play a record. It was a nightmare, a oh. nightmare, because the, the, it, was skip, the skipping. it was skipping all the time. I was like, and in front of me, there was like 3,000 people. And they don't know, you know, for them Shit. it's my fault. And I can understand that, you know, for them it's like he's bad, mm, he doesn't mm. know how to play. And <laughs> so it was <like> horrible <laughs> for me, really horrible, yeah. and then Dave played just after me. And I remember mm. at that time he was like one of the first and one of the only guy who were, he was using those um, techniques. Uh, CDJ. Remember? CDJ. Yeah,
0: yeah. They, I do, yeah.
1: They were good, actually. Yeah, they were, they were yeah. Really
0: he was cool. one of the first and he took a lot of shit for it as well.
1: Yeah, but and then he, yeah. he came on stage and he put his first track and suddenly the sound was like, <clears throat> and people mm. went crazy and I was like, okay, that's it. Right. No more vinyl because I don't want to take any risk. So I skipped mm. CDs. I was not very comfortable with CDs. And then I mm. speak to USB and uh, yeah. Like Never look back. Yeah, but yeah, I, have, yeah. I have to be honest. I was regarding mixing skills uh, with vinyls. Uh, I, I knew how to play, but I was not mm-hmm. a great DJ. I knew how to play with vinyl. I knew how to mix properly, but I was not. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I was. I'm, I'm not a Jeff Mills or a Laurent Garnier or a Dev Clark or a Ben Sims. I'm not that. You know, I was. I wasn't mm. okay. <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah yeah. For me I, I knew that technically I was not very good, so I, I tried for me the idea was like let's be different. Let's try to play music mm. that the others uh, don't play, so I can yeah. make a difference with that you. know?
0: Yeah, yeah but, and that, that I think you know people who people who really understand their music, Appreciate that. Yeah, I think you know that that, that approach.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, and I yeah, have yeah.
1: playing with USB. For me, it's much, it's so much, uh, so uh, not so much, but I'm much more relaxed and comfortable because when I was playing with vinyl, I was always su- super nervous, very stressed, and yeah, that was. Uh, now I'm I'm more comfortable.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, you're less likely to lose i mean you know
1: it's not going to get lost in the baggage or, or you know yeah. the airport or... yeah <laughs> I, I think we, we all the dj we have like thousands of stories like that like uh, bags, yeah, yeah. bags that don't do not arrive or arrive broken mm. or even something it happened to me that i was playing in a club in germany so my my flight case with the, with the records was like behind me and then i was playing And Mm -hmm. there was no real DJ booth. And uh, I turned and like half of my records were missing. Like there's some guy just took, stole, and lived And I was like, what? (laughs) What? So yeah, stories like that. Now with USB, it's it's more easy. to Yeah, I mean I'm 48 okay so I think the first really like strong su- souvenir I have of music that impressed me was Michael Jackson Beat It <laughs> and David Bowie yeah, yeah. Dance The view- okay. because it was the beginning of the videos the clip you know on TV mm. and I was yeah, all, yeah. wow but then the f- really the the track the song that changed my life is the one that I I um, Selected, you ask mm. me, is the this the Mode uh, shake the disease? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I remember watching; they were already big in France, like mid eighties. I was like, mm. yeah, I was 12, 13 and I mm. saw the video. And for me, it was like, okay, that's it. I want to, I want, I want to do that. You know, I want to, yeah. I want to play keyboard in an abandoned factory and look depressed. but it was not a DJ thing DJ came much 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 later you know yeah sure sure. for me was Mm. synthesizer make music with with electronic and this Mm. this Mm. song was really like a start and also there is something else um i was much younger i was really like a child and uh, i was mm. going through the record collection of my uncle i was like six seven or eight and he had okay. everything the Rolling mm. stones Beatles, uh mm. led zeppelin blah blah blah, everything like rock and in the middle yeah, yeah. i don't know why there was radio activity from Kraftwerk, mm. and 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 this record I, I took it and watched it you know the original one like black cover and I yes. took yes, the record yeah. out and the inner sleeve, all black and white, written mm. in German. And I put the music and it's all like noise, you know, vocoder. And I was, mm. I was a bit afraid, <laughs> but mm. curious. Yeah. And I think that's also <laughs> something that, that, that light something in my uh, brain, you know. Mm. So those, those yeah. are the two important moments for me with music. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, that's interesting, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that Depeche Mode track in particular isn't, isn't a particularly dancey track. It's not particularly no, yeah, um, it, upbeat track. Um, no,
1: it's a, it, it's yeah, it's quite, it's Depeche. It's quite a, a melan, little,
0: melancholy, kind melancholy kind
1: of metallic, thing. Yeah, dark mm. and uh, all those. We've, at that time, they were using samples a lot, but they were not sampling loops from other people. They were sampling like metallic noise. And yes. uh, you know, and make doing percussion with that, and uh, mm. that was uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and were, they were top ten. If you think about it, it's crazy. You know, like yeah, sort of, uh, experimental it's, pop. Yeah, the charts. The
0: the worst thing in the charts back then was better than the best thing in the charts. <laughs>
1: Definitely, Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe that's just because we're in our forties, man. I don't
1: know. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm, old. I'm old. I know it. It's okay.
0: You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Join the club, man. I'm only two years younger than you. <laughs> See, I mean, I know you're a massive fan of of Depeche Mode. Obviously, but have have they influenced you apart from that song, making you want to do it? Have, have they influenced you in terms creatively over the years as well? Would you say?
1: Yeah, I think for for the music that I do, I, I, I was very influenced by the, especially the 12 inch they were doing, mm. because they were really pushing uh, this format back then. I remember when mm. Depeche in the 80s and even in the 90s, even today, uh, to, till to this day, when they released a single, there is at least like four or five different remixes. And yeah, uh, and, um, yeah, and uh, the 12, the 12 inch, inches we did in the 80s, uh, actually you, you realize that you are influenced, like, but much later, you know, it takes time. Mm. Yeah, yeah like for example there is this uh, this song called the world in my eyes the 12 oh, which, song. you know there mm. is a, a 12 limited one blue it's mm. totally craft work really it's mm. and if i listen to it now i was listening to it uh, the other day i was like nah i stole everything i stole everything <laughs> from this <laughs> from this record you know the idea the rhythm the the, how they use the reverb, the arpeggio, the uh, everything. So yeah, yeah, it's a big influence. Even if I think you can hear it in some of my tracks, it is not that obvious, yeah. But yeah, of course, of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's a sub sub uh, subconscious uh, yeah
1: exactly level
0: as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 really cool. We better talk about work then. So, I mean, it's always difficult to choose one track by an artist yeah. like them. But you you chose Home Computer. Why why that one?
1: Because it's perfect. For me, it, mm. it's, um, it's 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 uh, it's I don't know how to say it's funky, it's cold, it's funny, it's scary, it's everything, you know. Um, yeah. And and especially this part in the middle, there, this famous arpeggio. Mm. Amazing. This moment for me, it's like it's it's absolute perfection. It's it's, mm. it's there is a sense of space. Mm. Uh, but also there is a groove. If we play it loud, it's funky. Mm, yeah. I, I totally understand why the Detroit guys went crazy with that because it's mm. uh, it's funky. Mm. Yeah. It's from Germany yeah. and they have ties and that, but it's funky. <laughs> so, and for me, it's one of the best they did. Uh, this album, yeah. anyway, the whole album computer world is an absolute masterpiece. Mm. And I think it's, yeah, still, yeah. it's one of the rare occasions where you can say, we are when you listen to this album they released it in 81 mm. they create this album is the creation of electro
2: mm.
1: like numbers for example yeah yeah absolutely without, without numbers there's no electro there's no africa bambata there's no yeah. atkins there's nothing there's, yeah, no,
0: it's no planet rock no. Yeah. Planet
1: yeah. Frog, mm. everything mm. For example, mm. I think it's much more difficult to say who created really techno. Electro it's for me, it's clear, it's path work.
0: This is Heidi Sabertooth and you are listening to Base Agenda. And the track you chose by Juan Atkins techno music it is to me is is the most craftwork Detroit track
2: yeah
0: it, <laughs> it's, it's one the of perfect the most Detor-
1: for me it's the perfect combination Where uh, you can mm. hear the European influence the craftwork influence but you can hear also the funk from Detroit this groove and I remember I, I discovered this track when I bought in, it was in 88 89 I was a kid I was like 17 uh, the the this Compilation, uh, I have it somewhere. My records are over there, but yeah. Um, this compilation, The New Dance Sound of Detroit, you know, it's a double, yeah. The white, I've got, I've got the CD, I haven't yeah. got vinyl, have the vinyl, and <laughs> mm. there is wow, cool. uh, all the tracks are amazing. All, yeah, the Derek yeah, May, yeah. Uh, it is what it is, uh, Kevin Sanderson, mm-hmm. everything. But this Ron Atkins track for me is like it's again. It's it's perfect, you know. And I tried. Yeah. It was really like the beginning when I was starting, started, started. Sorry, I don't know to make music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 20, Mm. I tried Mm. to copy this sequence like a million times. I tried, I tried, I tried. tried. So like spending hours trying to copy it, you know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love, of course, Ron Atkins. Did a lot of amazing uh, tracks, you know. Of course, the classic. So no many. Know you impose, etc., etc. Yeah. Uh, Cybertron. So many. Model 500. It's uh, endless, but uh, but uh, this one, I think, it's my favorite from uh, Juan Atkins. Yeah.
0: How were you exposed to that? I mean, I can understand you saw Depeche Mode video on on, on MTV or whatever. How were you? How were you exposed to things like Detroit techno and uh, the more underground sound?
1: So I, I don't know for you in England, but in France, uh, Inner City Big Fun was a big hit.
0: Yeah, it was, on it was,
1: yeah. It well, was on TV. Was on TV. Was on the radio. So and I liked mm, it. I was really like mm. a new wave kid kid mm-hmm. listening to the Depeche but also like The Cure and then New Order. I was really into this kind of music but when I heard there was like a few 7-inch that it was really the beginning like S-Express, uh, mm-hmm. 10 from S-Express, Inner City, so big fan. Uh, there was also Bomb the Bass with Beat This, Tim Simenon, amazing producer. Yeah, fantastic. Um, cold cut, the early stuff, like the uh, um, doctor in the house, you know, I don't know if you remember the, yeah. the tracks. All, all, all of these, I remember every single one, man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so that's how I became uh, aware of Detroit Techno, because I bought the 7-inch in a city and uh, at that time, you know when you're, ki- you're a kid, you're like passionate, so I was like reading everything on the record. Who produced? <laughs> who, 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 what label? Who are those people? So it was written on the 7-inch, like... Uh, written by Kevin, Sand- Kevin Master Rees Sanderson uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. of
0: course back then you couldn't google it you couldn't search no. you, had to, yeah, you yeah. had to do the room. Yeah,
1: yeah listen kids no google no nothing back then yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to yeah. look for it you, in You've magazine and, in. and like fanzine fanzi- 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 I don't know how you pronounce that but um, fanzine yeah yeah, yeah. And yep. I remember the seven-inch of Inner City, the B-side. It's a, a remix from Ron Atkins, where he put everything in reverse. Mm. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Wow, what's that?" You know, and um, yeah, yeah. that's how I, I was like, "I need more."
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> need more of people, that. People, people today don't realize that when we heard those sounds, we'd never heard them before. No, it was you know, a total.
1: It was a. It's, it, revolution. Exactly. It's it sounds a bit. Uh, naive to say that, to say that, today, but it was a mm. revolution. s Express mm. was also one of the records that changed my life. Yeah, know, yeah. Because when I started to make music, I was so a big fan of the Mode, the New Order, but for me, I was like, at that time, uh, electronic equipment was very expensive, and especially mm. what they were using. Yeah, yeah. It was like I want to do this, but I'm. It's too. The, the, the equipment is too expensive, and I'm not mm. that good. I mean, it's too. It, it seems to be like it was impossible, you know. But then, right. I heard s Express on the radio. I loved mm. it. 10 from s Express, Mark Moore. Mm. And I mm. bought the twelve. And there, on, again, B side, there is a a version of uh, 10 from S-Express, which is micro dot house mix, something like that. And it's okay. just like a kick and the baseline, like going uh, acid, you know. Mm. Okay, was like, like a dub mix kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, this I can do. This uh, I can, I mean, I'm not trying to say that uh, I will be better than S-Express, but uh, <laughs> it seems <laughs> like I could I could do something, you know, it was uh, accessible. Yeah. Yeah it was a bit more a bit more basic yeah, yeah very basic like the drum machine yeah. bass some samples mm. like vocals uh, 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 like, like this and i was like mm, this mm. this is something that i think I, I can do it you know right and right. Uh, then uh that's how it started mm. for me. At, at that
0: point what did you start making music with what, what, what was your first sort of gear or uh, the, uh,
1: my first uh, my first synthesizer was the ms20 from Korg. Mm-hmm. I bought it because it looked good. I didn't know anything <laughs> about, about synthesizers and sexy I knew, machine. Yeah, <laughs> I knew I wanted one, and I saw one in where I live in Grenoble in a second-hand uh, uh, shop for music instruments. And mm-hmm. It was so cheap. It was like 700 French francs, which is like uh, like 300 euros. You know, something mm-hmm. like that. So very cheap. Pretty, pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um yeah, that's I started with that and then I bought a little drum machine, uh bus for those who know uh DR110. Very uh, okay. really small, like like a toy, you know. Uh ah, okay. and then the other keyboard, I bought another keyboard like so again, second hand, very cheap, like uh poly eight hundred. Yeah. And that's how it started, yeah. Mm. Wow. Oh, In my yeah. bedroom, like, I was, of course, living at my parents' house, so I was, like, spending nights, like, tweaking... Yeah, yeah. Synthesizer. yeah. Yeah, mm. trying to copy the
0: sequence from one action. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hi, this is Cisco from the Advent, and I listen to Face Agenda.
1: track is really one of my main influences, I think you can really hear it, you know Mm. and the funny thing is like many times I tried to I wanted to make a cover uh, of it Mm. Uh, and every time I tried I I never really managed to play the main uh, this weird melody line Mm. and every time I tried I ended up uh, uh, writing another track, you know Brown. And the first time was 1982 with Misquitting, mm-hmm. and the second time was Flesh and Bone. You know, like I, I tried two times to do a cover of Lady Shave, and mm-hmm. the, those two uh, tries, tries, yeah, yeah, those yeah, two, yeah. Uh, attempts to, to mm-hmm. do the cover ended up <laughs> at being being two of my biggest uh, songs. You yeah, know, yeah, and Flesh and Bone because if you listen to the bass line, it's exactly the same as lady shape. Don, 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 yeah,
0: don, I can don. see that's that's the closest one to it, I think, isn't it? That? Yeah,
1: and and also the little synth riff upon it was mm. a, was an attempt to to, to, to do this fat Gadget thing, and I never really managed to, to to do it. But in the end, it was two of my main tracks. So um, yeah, yeah, so I think it's a good track to. To try to to cover, yeah. You know, and um, <laughs> and uh, I remember a long time ago when I released the fashion bone, uh, I met uh, Daniel Miller from MUTE, mm-hmm. the legendary Daniel Miller. Yeah. And I said to him that my track fashion bone was really influenced by a Lady Shakes from Baghdad, and mm-hmm. he said to me, "Yeah, I heard it. You know uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, yeah. Well, at least so, you're
0: honest uh, about it, man, because some people do these things and then they pretend it—you know that it was all their own idea. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, no, no. You, me, I'm always honest with that. When yeah. I, uh, about my influences or when I try to copy someone. Uh, uh, I mean, it's music, you know. Uh, mm. You always have an influence, you know. Uh, sure. So, And this track, I mean, the sound, how, how it's produced, how, the, the melody... The atmosphere, everything, it's exactly what I like. Mm. Even music in general, it's minimal, it's mm. dark, it's dense floor, you can play it mm. so even today. And the crazy thing is like it's from nineteen eighty one, but you can play it today, and the sound is good, you know, the yeah. peak is here, and yeah.
0: uh I was listening to it just before we we, we spoke and it, it stands yeah. up. It stands up today very well. Yeah, you no, know, it?
1: it's really uh, for me it's in my top three uh, ever of my favorite songs uh, in electronic Mm -hmm. music. That makes me think, I mean, we, when we started the interview two weeks ago, I think, mm. we didn't know, but that makes me think, for me, this track also is related to uh, Cabaret Voltaire, mm. uh, with Richard Kirk, who yeah, very sad. Died a few days ago, that's very sad, and again, mm. I mean, needless to say, for me, that Cabaret Voltaire is a huge, huge influence. And Mm. for me, Mm. they are really... uh, I had the chance to make a track with uh, the singer, uh, Stefan Maninder. We did a track together with Alessandro Adriani, uh, Stefan Maninder from Cabaret Voltaire and Me, the three of us. Mm. And he still now is the... He's he's not the only one from uh, Cabaret Voltaire because at the beginning there were three guys, Richard Kirk, Maninder and Chris Watson. You're right yeah uh, and now uh, I'm in Cabaret Voltaire I guess it's it's over because uh, Kirk died but um, mm. um yeah anyway Malinder is still doing music now and it's very good I have to mm. say it's really interesting
2: mm. yeah
1: and um and of course yeah Cabaret Voltaire was a big big, big influence on me, mm. I mean, well, for me I mean, they were doing house and techno before everybody. Really, they were walking in Chicago with Marshall Jefferson and people like that mm. in '88, '89. You know, uh, really at yeah. the beginning, they were always, uh, how do you say, uh, not upfront, but they were always ahead. You know, ahead yeah, like, uh, everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. What, what? I mean, it'd be quite nice to tr- to play a track. I think on the show. Um, from them from Cabaret Voltaire yeah. what, would you, what would be a, a sort of favourite for you maybe ah uh,
1: it's, hard, you know, to it's hard, one because, hard to choose yeah, it's hard one. <laughs> because there are like so many different, different uh yeah. periods in their career they went from industrial to new wave electro and then yeah. to techno and House and, and they did everything or maybe we'll we have time for two
0: yeah yeah man I can do yeah,
1: I can. one called Obsession it's from the, the album Voice of America yeah, it's it's from 79 or 80 it's really like their dark cold wave period, I love this one Okay, and then something more dance floor uh, I would say uh, there is one called Y it's not very famous and it's, there is a vocoder and it's nearly EBM, electrodes craftwork kind of thing mm. it's really cool also mm. there is so many things, they did so many yeah, uh, so Range, yeah. range of, yeah, yeah, start, yeah, yeah. No, they are really, and and for example, Richard Kerr. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, he was doing this cabaret was there. It uh, was his main project, I guess, but he had like, tons of uh, side projects with different names. Yeah. And for example, he was one of the early uh, Warp uh, release as uh, Sweet I was, Exor-
0: was going to say when I first came across him. Through right. the artificial intelligence,
1: yes, yes,
0: that, 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 yeah, yeah, that, that's when I first knew his
1: name, really.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was amazing, yeah. really. Nice. Yeah, and he did this amazing track that I we could play also like Swift Exorcist Test One on yeah. WAF. It's mm-hmm. uh, not a masterpiece. It, it it was at the same time as LFO, all the early Walk released this bleep sound from Sheffield, from the north of England. Yeah, and he was part of it again, <laughs> he was here. started, there was this French magazine, a uh, music magazine called, <laughs> the funny name, but called Rock, Rock and Folk. <laughs> okay. And it was, it was like the enemy in, in UK, you know, like the main music magazine, MEO, right. you know, from this kind of 80s uh, magazine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, bought, I bought this magazine, I think it was in 86. I was like 14. Yes, 14.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: mm-hmm. in this magazine, there was a kind of a ABC, of all electronic bands from the period, you know, from, uh, from you know, in alphabetical order. Yeah. And so yeah. when I bought this magazine, I knew only the Depeche Mode in this ABC and Kraftwerk. And then there was all these, those other bands. So uh, DAF, uh, Cabaret Voltaire, Froben Gristle, uh, mm. I don't know, uh, SPK, uh, Front to Four Two, Red, everything. Mm. And so, you know, when you're like a kid, I took a pen, and every time I was in a, going to a record shop, I was buying one and then make a cross. Okay, this I have, this aha. <laughs> cool, yeah, I like that, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> that's how I discovered Captain Voltaire. And I remember the first 12-inch that I bought, a second hand for like, almost like two euros or something. Back then it was like French franc, not euros. True. And it was the, the 12 called James Brown. Mm. And, uh, it's, it's a kind of electric, it's, it's more like, yeah, it's a dense raw track. Yeah, so, oh, with this weird twist that Cabaret Voltaire have. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: from that, I started to buy everything I, I, I could find uh, about them, and so uh, now, yeah, it's uh, endless. Uh, the music, yeah. there is so much music. So yeah, yeah. that's really sad and it's, it's really. He it was not old. I mean, he was sixty-five. You know, that's not old. It, it, yeah, and he yeah. it just released like two albums in in like <laughs> one year. You know, the yeah. guys are still very uh doing a lot so yeah that's that's a big loss
2: This is DJ Overdose and you are listening to Base Agenda!
3: to change your world by producers and DJs that change the world
1: deepspaceradio.com it, it's, it's, it's one of those tracks that you do in like 30 minutes mm. it, okay. it was, I, I love this one because it's very simple very simple but it, it was like one of the first times where I finally uh, succeed in doing what I had in mind Mm,
2: most difficult
1: okay. thing is like when you do music. So sometimes, most of the time you can you hear stuff in your head, like yeah, I'm gonna do this, like this, and then you can't really translate it to on your voice. And it takes time, actually. You need time.
0: To, to I've, a lot of people have said that it's that, that's a very hard process. Yeah, yeah.
1: you need really yeah, time, yeah. time unless you're a genius. But uh, uh, me, it took me time, and it, and I love this mm. track because it's like. It's, I have a clear uh, uh, memory of being really happy because it sounded mm-hmm. exactly like I, I wanted to I mm. wanted to so, mm. and again Miss Kittin sent her the track and she had this amazing idea with MTV which is kind yeah. of prophetic in a way with real TV and all this shit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we were in advance, you know, we were talking about that already like 15 years ago, you know. So, uh, yeah, I love this one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: how you've met Miss Kitten many times but just for people who may not know it. So, so you guys you both grew up in Grenoble is that right
1: yeah, yeah. We're, we're from yeah. the same city mm. and I met her in a club actually mm. next year it will be oh, 30 years that we know each other It was, I'm, we met in 92 in the techno club here in Grenoble mm-hmm. and for a very short period of time she was uh, now I can say it's okay she was a, like a dancer in the club like, like a go-go dance, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's how we met. I was like, she, yeah, yeah. she looks cool, she, she's cool. She's uh... And then we started yeah, yeah. To, to speak, and I discovered that she was more than that. She already had musical ideas, she already wanted to play, to mix, to do mm. music. And, we, and at that time, we were very like few people uh, into the, sure. you know, who wanted to do something in techno music. It was misleading mm. with it. Also, I met around at the same time, more or less. I met uh, Oksia uh, mm. Olivier, okay. who does uh, mm. Oksia. Mm. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, We, yeah. Yeah, we met. Uh, yeah, that's a long time. But,
0: yeah. mm. And we started. So I was just going to say, you mentioned earlier on that you you've got a new album with with her uh,
1: yeah. coming up soon. Yeah. I think we we postponed mm. the, the release date many times because of this COVID uh, situation, but in yeah, terms, yeah. it's not so bad. So now the album is done. Mm. Um, almost, more or less everything is finished. The artwork, uh, cool. and all the technical aspect of it, like uh, who will distribute it. We were we are going to release it uh, ourselves on uh, Misquittimus label.
0: Okay. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we I was we were like you know what. Let's do it ourselves. We were supposed mm. to do it with Dark mm. Countries, but finally it didn't it's not happening. But everything is mm. fine with Josh and Dark Countries. But uh um,
2: mm.
1: we took another option anyway. Sure. Um, but we will do more things on Dark Countries later. Uh, I hope if Josh wants us. We, yeah, yeah. No problem. No, so, sure.
0: what, so, what can people expect from, from the album? What have you have you come?
1: Uh it's it, it's it's um It's it's a short album. It's like eight tracks. Uh Um, Anyway, nobody listens to albums anymore today. So people have have a a very short uh, attention. I don't know how that. You know, uh, attention span. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, Yes. So, and I think we will release it. So, I think beginning of next year. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's, it's kind of a, I don't like to say that, but it's not like back to the roots, but it's, there is something similar with the first album as it's like, it's like a bit dirty. Like the second album, we wanted to do something pop, really clean. Mm -hmm. We went to the studio in London. We did like like the professional way. We Mm -hmm. worked with Pascal Gabriel, who was involved in S-Express. So, you know, things Mm -hmm. just... (laughs) <laughs> it's a small world
0: man. <laughs> just apart, yeah,
1: and so the second album was very clean, very poppy, and it's hmm. I think it's a good record, but for hmm. this one we <clears throat> we wanted to go back to something more dirty and minimal, yeah right.
0: Hmm. Oh, I look forward to it man yeah. you, Are you able to tell us What the album's called Or is it too early
1: I'm not sure of the, uh, we, we changed the name I, I think it, First we wanted to call it Free And then Trois In French And now I think it's called Fur I'm not sure Okay <laughs> I have to okay. ask uh, Caroline I'm not sure yeah, But it will be something huh. like that of those tracks it's an old one mm. very old one 99 I think and uh, mm. I don't know why I like it mm. but it's one of my most popular track okay. like, because we uh, two years ago or three years ago uh, Steffi from Klaxon mm. she asked me like can we re-release it because the, of course the original 12 was like long uh, um there was no more you know you couldn't find it anymore it was quite expensive on discogs and i <laughs> said yeah sure so we re-released it on uh klaxon three years ago mm. and she we sold quite a lot quite a lot mm. and again mm. it's 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 those it, it's this kind of track that you do in like a night or three hours and i remember i did a lot of tracks since now more than 20 years yeah, 25 mm. years that i'm doing music this one, I can I remember clearly how I made it. So for, the, for those who want to know, the baseline is the MS-20. Okay. The drum machine is dr 660 It's a bus, like the Roland drum machine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, there is other synths. There is the Poly 800 and there is this Italian synth I was using back then, the cldk 80 So that's for the nerves, for the gig. For the geeks,
0: yeah, 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 it's got great energy, that track, I mean, it's very, really powerful, I I enjoy it a lot.
1: It's it's simple, actually, it's one of those tracks who made me realise, keep it simple, you know, make it it simple, Mm. make it, uh, I don't like the word minimal, because people would think minimal, house but, you know, I mean, minimal and effective, yeah.
0: Absolutely love flesh and bones. I think it might even have been the first track I heard mm-hmm. of yours. I've got it. Probably was Dave Clark's fault because I most things start with him for me. Okay. But um, amazing, amazing track, and it's such an interesting structure as well—the the, the, the stop-start. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to hear your your why that one's important to you, man. Uh,
1: I, I I did this this track. It was in two thousand four. So it was like it was like the beginning of the end of Electro Clash, and um, but it was still right. big. And, yeah, yeah. Um, at that time, I was listening to a lot of rock, actually, like really nothing underground. Like really, I was listening to the Ramones, mm-hmm. the Pixies, and Nirvana. So you know, big names. Nothing like no underground or really mm-hmm. like the big. And I was especially. Mm. I was interested in the fact how they the, the Ramones is like just two minutes mm. and no break for yeah. no solo. So that's another thing. But Nirvana and Pixies, what, I've, what I liked is like there is this structure of like, they call it like quiet, loud mm. versus,
2: yeah.
1: versus is quiet. And then suddenly mm. the chorus came and it's super yeah. loud. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, let's try to do that in an electronic uh, context with techno.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: Even if my track, it's not techno. Flash and Burn, it's not a techno track. It's a, it's a, I don't know. It's a, it's not a loopy thing. You know, it's not Jeff Mills. It's a song. I mean, I don't know how to call it, but
0: really, I think that's, I think that's one of the things. But I think that's why I liked, I like it and liked it back then. Is, is that it? It doesn't easily fit into a category. Yeah, which is which is a good
1: thing, I think. You know, I mean, it's a it's it's a it's a song. If you look at it, absolutely, yeah, it's a song. But you can play it in a techno set. You know, uh, yeah. it's one hundred thirty BPM. You can, yeah,
0: yeah. The real yeah, cool yeah, idea
1: yeah. was to, if you, I took really, literally, the structure of "Smell Like Teen Spirit" from okay. Nirvana, and I just yeah, took yeah. the structure, not the song, the structure. Mm. Quiet, loud, quiet, loud break down yeah, yeah. yeah. but with no transition no like if there's no transition when it's quiet and when it's loud it's like yeah. like brutal you know mm. so that, that was yeah. the main idea behind this this track mm.
0: um, was it always was it always a vocal did it start out as as being a vocal track did you yeah. have vocals in mindful uh,
1: I wanted when I did it I knew that it needed vocals Mm. And uh but I'm I'm a terrible singer and so I knew it won't be me. But I, I asked Ian, uh, Ian Clark from Detroit, he's mm. doing this perfect mm. He was in um yeah. he was in uh Le Car, you know, uh, mm. audio, and we are good yeah. friends. And um also another influence of that track was Fat Gadget, Lady Shave. And I just mm. I, I just called him and I said, I have this. Uh, this track uh, and the idea is just what I, I just explained mm. you can do something and he said to me yeah I can try mm. and I sent him mm. the track and you know when 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 something is good I mean it's, I don't want to sound pretentious but when you have a good feeling when you're you're really confident everything works immediately mm. and I remember he sent me back the track with the vocals like maybe three days later and he was like i'm not so sure let me know if, if it's good for you and i listened to the track mm-hmm. and i was like you know what that's it it's perfect you know it's it's exactly what i had not what i had in mind but what i was expecting from him and uh, he did an amazing job yeah yeah it's really yeah. i mean his voice is
0: it's perfect in fact, you're, yeah. you, you you you've I, you've, you've obviously got a, a, an ear for, for the right vocalist because Miss Kitten's voice is, is absolutely perfect for, for that music that you do as well. And there's the, even the remit that you, you did a track with Dirk Dedavo from yeah. New Judgment. So yeah. it's just there's very, very good selection of, it's like another instrument. Yeah, in, uh, it's, licks,
1: uh, yeah. it's, uh, and, uh, mm. and yeah, Now mm. I think, uh, I don't know if we can call this track a classic, but it's one of my <laughs> classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm very proud of it. Sometimes I was bored of it because I played it m- many times, a lot of times, because it was quite a big hit in Europe. Yeah. Um, sure. But uh, no, I like it. I'm very proud of mm. it, actually. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, you should be mad. Yeah. It's a really cool track. Ich bin Helena Hauf und ihr hört Base Agenda Radio. Line, which is obviously yeah. a different, a different style, really, and m- more sort of melodic and slower track. It's very, very,
1: yeah, very I, beautiful I, track. <clears throat> I like this one because it's this kind of track that I started over and over again, and that finally I managed to one day. I had the melody, very craftwork, very. You can hear all my influences in this track. There is everything. Definitely. Definitely, it's Kraftwerk, yeah, yeah. it's Drexia, it's a little bit of Italo, uh, mm. new Wavy, a little bit. So, mm. But it, for me, it all, it all makes sense, you know. The and uh, that's why yeah. I like this one because I spent a lot of time on this one, and um, yeah, I'm very mm. proud of it. I think it's it's yeah, it's my kind of tribute to Detroit, to mm. to mm. Drexia, to all those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice, no, really nice, really nice.
0: You were saying earlier that when you first heard Kraftwerk, it kind of you cut. Kind of, you were kind of afraid.
1: Yeah,
0: and I remember here the first time I heard Pure Energy. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard that. I heard that in a set, and I was in my car. <laughs> and I had, I had it up loud, and yeah. that came on. I was just like, "Fuck!" I thought I was going to have to pull over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's immensely. I mean, how do you do that, man? It's such a huge sound.
1: It's Pure Energy. Everything comes from the sample, the vocal sample is, is mm. uh, I'm a huge uh, big Star Trek fan oh, okay the original series from the 60s only yeah yeah right right mm. and so the vocal Pure Energy it's Spock um oh, yeah that's come from Star Trek oh, and I was like right. watching this episode and it's like what's the exact word it's like uh uh Pure Energy only like he, he, he's like, there is an alien and he has no body, no shape, no nothing. And Spock is like, mm. it's only pure energy. And I was like, mm. wow, that's cool. And uh, so I took the sample and then yeah. this big baseline, oh, 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 oh. for me, it's mm. like Belgium rave kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like early mm. 90s. I did it with the Jupiter 6. I was, Sometimes when I had no idea, I, I just play around on my synths. And sometimes Mm. when you find a sound that you like, it can give you Mm. ideas. Mm. But This sound it's just an LFO, you know, basically. It's, it's, there's nothing Mm. crazy. It's like, and I was like, wow. Mm. (laughs) So, I was like, okay, I have to do something with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm. No, it was so, I'm sure the hair on my arm stood up when I first heard it, (laughs) man. I was just like, wow. I like it. I like it. It's a good one. It's great. Pure (laughs) energy.
3: And you're listening to the number one underground base agenda.
0: Just as amateur, mm-hmm. um, just slightly different. Yeah, slightly different
1: uh, it's style. a little bit different. Uh, Amato is more. Uh, I had this this idea of doing a, a live. It was like a live project, and I wanted to, mm. to play like new tracks, or like mm. unreleased stuff. I'm not going. I I didn't want to play the old ones. I didn't want to play Fashion Bones and all of this. So yeah. uh, I was like, yeah let's, let's take another name. So I took my name actually. And, mm. um, and uh, mm. it, it was more like this kind of minimal EBM, uh, amateur. Yeah. Yeah. So for oh, the moment I, I, I did a lot of live, live show actually under this name. Mm. Uh, you played but, ADE, uh, didn't you? I think
0: Dave Clark's Whipit Was it Whipit, One of those uh, ADE?
1: Ah, yeah yeah yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He invited me to play. Was yeah. it? Yeah like uh, it was a after an electoral after party that was crazy I yeah, yeah. We were there no uh,
0: I wasn't I wasn't I've uh, been to I w- that's the only one I missed unfortunately I didn't I didn't make that one but yeah like, so it's during during the day times.
1: yeah it? and uh, actually and, uh, adults were supposed to play yeah, and,
0: that's
1: right uh, they cancelled so Dave called me um, not last minute but really like kind of short and I said mm. can you you know play I said of course of course <laughs> And uh, I remember oh, yeah. going to the club milkweed, uh mm. at like 10 in the morning, and it was like super yeah. loud, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> dark, you I know, was like, okay, this is yeah, yeah. And it was I like good that venue. Yeah, it's a nice. That's I like cool. that venue very yeah. much. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, cool. So you 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 will continue with that project? Do you think? Uh,
1: for the moment, it's like uh, I'm, I'm not doing things under that name. But yeah, maybe later yeah. I will I will I will do more stuff like this. Like this. We'll, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Sure.
0: No, no, fair enough. Mate. Pleased to see that you did that release with um, Laurent uh, Commuter. Oh ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's great, man. I really enjoyed that one as well.
1: No, I'm really happy with what we we have. Exactly, more or less the same musical test with Laurent with Commuter. I think he's even. I know you're both
0: <laughs> massive, massive Depeche Mode fans. <laughs> it's
1: more, it's more crazy than me about Depeche Mode. Really, really, he's like he knows everything. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah we, <laughs> we, we did that, and it's it's so easy to work with him because we know exactly what to do. And the idea for this for those tracks was um, uh, when there was this uh, Chernobyl uh, series on TV, you know. Oh
0: yes, I saw that. Really it good.
1: Yeah. I think it, it's amazing. Mm, it's So yeah, dark, yeah. so intense, mm. so like each. Russia, it's really yeah, yeah, yeah. heavy and we, yes. and we were talking about that and he also really liked it and I was like, let's let's try to do an imaginary soundtrack for the series, actually the original soundtrack of, of Chernobyl is amazing also, mm. in different styles, yes. but uh, yeah, yes, that yes. was the idea and mm. we did those tracks and I'm really happy and the remix that the uh, DMX crew and uh, Phil did Mm. Good. Very good. Yeah, no, it's a great release. We will really do more. Enjoyable. We will do more like this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I hope so, man. That'd be know. really, that'd be really, really cool. chose a couple of tracks. I asked you to choose some tracks by other people mm-hmm. that have impressed you recently. So you chose two by PRZ or yeah. PRZ. Yeah. Uh, these are both. Yeah. Powerful. Tracks. I think these were both in the mix you did for DJ Mag as well, were yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Uh, it's um. Uh, yeah. This guy, I think, is from Tel Aviv, and I, I don't know. Uh, I heard that on Facebook. Someone posted it. I don't know. Uh, maybe Clone because it, it's on Clone. And right. it was that? wow, this is exactly what I play and what I like, mm. exactly. So it's this, it's, and again, that's what I, yeah, I was thinking about this interview we were doing. I'm not a, mm. I'm not a purist, you know, I'm not an electro purist. I love electro, I love texture. Sure. But me, my mm. music, I had this silly idea to, <laughs> to put a four to four beat on electro melodies. That I'm, I'm not saying that it's mm. only me. But that was the idea I had, like, 20 years ago, maybe more. And Anthony Rotter also did this kind of stuff, like, yeah, yeah. electro bassline and melodies, arpeggio, and mm. like, pro style, or dopper but 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 effect, but with a 4-4 uh, yeah. beat. So you can make, because mm. when you play, now it's okay to play electro today. Mm. seven years ago, you know, because mm. uh, trends goes up and down, you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. If you play like a, a, a real like electro track to, to a normal crowd, they were like, "What's mm-hmm. that?" You know? So this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this, what I'm trying to do with my music is like to, because of the four to four, it's easier for people to understand. But the melodies and the bass line and everything, the vocoder, and mm-hmm. it's like pure electro. So, yeah.
0: uh, a bit more abstract.
1: Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's what I'm I'm trying to do. But if you think about it, now that I think about it again. The first one who did that was Doppler Effect. Uh yeah, Master yeah. Organism that everybody copies mm. <laughs> since like 25 years. It's a 4 to 4. Mm.
0: It's sterilization as well. It's, sterilization uh,
1: yeah. Uh, mm. so yeah. Anyway, yeah. Doppler effect is like For me he's the only artist who who, who pushed with Drexia, of course. Drexia mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything that's, I want to say, their galaxy. So, yeah, yeah. Prefect, Drexia, mm-hmm. uh, Dead Translusion, all those projects. We never really mm-hmm. know who is who and who is yeah, the yeah, yeah. mystery. Yeah. 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 For me, they are the only one who pushed Electro, who are um, not better than Kraftwerk, but for me, Kraftwerk are the ultimate uh, mm-hmm. in Electro. It doesn't mean yeah, yeah. that the others are bad. I'm, I'm just saying that Kraftwerk set at oh, yeah. such a, a standard, I don't know how to say, you know, mm. such a level of quality that the oh, only one who pushed it further are mm. the Tia and Doppler effect. They, they, took, yeah. they took it somewhere else, you know, more... Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, so many people are still mm. basically remaking Drexia track yeah. even
1: now. Including you know. me. You know, I have to be, you have to be honest sometimes, you know. I'm always like... No, Michelle. No, stop. They did it, you know.
0: So.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it's it good still good.
0: sounds good, and it's it's good yeah. to hear with like modern technology and modern mm. mastering. Obviously, you know, you, you get a different uh, yeah. feel to it. Also, projects that you you, you've got in the pipeline you can tell us about
1: uh so there is this um ep i'm going to release on um so it's a sub label of pinkman right it's like six tracks it's 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 a bit of yeah it's a a bit of electro i mean it's my style you know but more Mm. yeah uh, this one with a more a bigger uh, let's say detroit influence okay Like, like i used sounds that i didn't use for years you know those classic detroit pads that i mm, didn't mm. use for ma- lo- a long a long time and mm. then i uh, i started to use them again and it gives a it gives a, a timeless feeling to the music you know yes maybe now but it be it, mm. 20 years ago or five years ago mm. it, it's uh, that's what also i like with music it's like when you can't really tell when it's is it new or is it old yeah. or you
0: know when it's timeless timeless classic no. sound yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: so okay is cool. it. And, uh, yeah i'm going to do more stuff uh i'm waiting for the winter actually to do music <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. But so you can hibernate in your in your yeah. studio <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah i get you yeah yeah no that's cool man mm-hmm. no that's really cool i i, I don't think oh, oh sorry i had one question from a listener i oh. asked i asked on facebook if anybody wanted to ask you a question you had a track that was featured in grand theft auto 5 oh yeah video video <laughs> game <laughs> you, just just he was curious to find
1: out how that happened i don't know if you, you i don't know i don't know how you honestly okay <laughs> I, I'm, I was I, I play video games from time to time but i, I only have um you know the small uh, nintendo one where it's only like retro gaming actually so i don't play right. the new game and okay. actually, when they asked me, they asked us because it's my track but remixed by Gezafferstein to put oh. our track in, in GTA, GTA, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah, even yeah. know what GTA was. I was like, what's that? Hello? Okay. And, and my right. manager was like, it's the most. Video game that is like sold like millions, you know. I was like, "Oh, really? Oh, okay, I'll do it." I
0: hope you got paid, man. (laughs) Was
1: okay. It was okay, but it's not. There's so many tracks on this game. You know, you have different videos. So there's so many artists, so many tracks, that in the end, you, it was we had okay money, but it was not like uh,
0: crazy. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, this guy, obviously, this guy's a big fan of GTA <laughs> yeah. and, a, and, a, and a big fan of that track while he's playing. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Somebody appreciates it, man. The other question somebody asked was, yeah, has, has there been any influence uh, from people like Terence Fixma? Oh, uh, um, I mean, I know you appreciate his
1: music Yeah, yeah, of course I mean, uh, Terence is a very good friend And um, mm, okay. um, it, Yeah, in a way His music influenced me Because he was We have to give him this credit Like, because uh, since three years uh, Everybody's about like EBM You know, EBM, blah, blah, blah But the first one I mean, there were two But the first one who really Brought back Right, yeah. Brought back EBM mm-hmm. was, was yeah, yeah, Fixmer. Yeah, yeah, But not now. Uh, Twenty years ago, uh, yeah. Fixmer got in touch with Douglas McCarthy which is uh, who is the singer of meter And at that time, at that time, Douglas was not doing music anymore. He was working for the cinema industry. I don't know what he was doing. Mm. So technically, <laughs> Terence Fixmer, on his own, bring back EBM into techno. Mm. And also David Carreta, I have to say. He was oh, yeah. very important. Mm-hmm. So, uh, also a very good friend. We are very good friends, the three of us, because we were all together mm-hmm. on Gigolo Records. Uh,
0: yes, of uh, course, yeah,
1: yeah, back, yeah. Back in the days. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, DJ Hell. DJ Hell, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. But so, uh, mm-hmm. does uh, Terence music influence me? Yeah, in a way, yeah. His bass line. Uh, and, uh, and, yeah, and Gigolo was all about... It was all about like bringing back, but in a modern context, bringing back electro, bringing back, bringing back EBM, Tal all these 80s mm. thing. But you know, mm. but it was not just retro. I don't like when it's only retro. I like when when you taking mm. things from the past but try to make it something a bit newer.
0: radioactive man you're listening to base agenda on deep space radio We got chatting about uh, Terence Fixma. I just had to play his remix of Eurocol by the Hacker. Absolutely love this track, so powerful. And then we've got one more track for the show coming up, going back to that Interzone compilation that's just come out on the Hacker's label. Keeping the pace up with Millimetric, a track called "Neo Wave." Thank you for listening. Huge love and thanks and respect out to the Hacker for taking part in Base Agenda. Don't forget if you want the full track list and download of the show. You can head over to baseagenda.co.uk, soundcloud.com slash baseagenda, and the iTunes feed at some point on Saturday. Everything you need is on there. I'll be back next month with Lloyd Stella. Until then, take care of yourself. Cheers.